Get ready to talk sports with Daryl. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver. Daryl knows the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now here's Daryl. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Man, it's a whole lot going on in the world of sports. One of the biggest weeks in the world of sports. And that is Super Bowl week. Everybody in Atlanta's partying from Monday to Sunday, getting ready for the big game. It's a whole lot of people ready for this game. I mean, wow. You know, we're expecting millions of viewers from around the world. One of the most viewed sporting events in the world. Only second to the World Cup championship game, I think. And, um, hey, and the world is ready for the Super Bowl, and Tom Brady is ready for the world. Tom Brady, the man, every year seems seems like we're waiting for Tom Brady to bring us back to the Super Bowl and see what he's going to do. Hey, and it's no different this year. You know, the Super Bowl is here. Tom Brady is is back, and the New England Patriots and and the doggone. Um, the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick are ready for the Super Bowl. You know, hey, it's it's it's, it's no question that um that that Tom Brady's ready, but will the L.A. Rams be ready for this year's Super Bowl? You know, this is a young team, haven't been there, um, haven't been there in a minute, but you know, I think they're ready. You know, I think I think they they are ready. You know, I, I think this year's team is 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 down for the challenge. I I, I really really do. You know, um, it's it's no different than what we saw. Um, it's no different than what we saw um, last year with the Super Bowl and the New England Patriots. Tom Brady, Bill Belichick. You know, they they're ready. You know, it's, it's, they, I, I know this team is going to be ready. You know, um, they've, they've been ready. Every Super Bowl we've seen Bill Belichick play, um, uh, represent. He's actually representing a, uh, he, he's, he's been a challenging team, a formidable team, a team that's been ready for the challenge. There's no doubt that this year's team is no different than any of those teams. This year's team is ready for the challenge. And, um, hey, the question is, are the Rams going to be ready for the challenge? You know, that's the question. Are the Rams going to be ready for the challenge? You know, hey, let's let's wait and see. Could they be? Could they be the team that upset Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots? Whew, it's yet to be seen. Hey, um, Josh, we got Red on the line. All right, we got Red on. Up, I man? know he wants to. What's going on, man? I know he want to talk about the Super Bowl. What up, D? What's going on with you, man? Hey, loving this life I got, man. Every second of it. Trying to love every second of it. Yo, what's going on with you over I there was, on the west coast? Man, of Florida? I was just calling, man. I, 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 I was dialing the wrong number from the old from the old number, man. Yeah, I know, man. That's my bad too. I'm sure. I'll take credit for right. that. One. That's all right. That's all right. That's all right. I got it now. Anyway, who you got? Who you got? Well, hey, I tell you, 
uh, it's it's hard for me to ever go against Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots yep. simply because, yep. um, you know, he's Bill Belichick. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's just, reluctantly, that's just how reluctantly, I always look I'm, at it. I'm thinking the same thing, man. You know, I, I, I really, yeah. I really, you know, that's that's just how I look at it. He, he's Bill Belichick by himself. Yep. So, hey, yeah, what can the, we say? They, they beat the Chiefs. They beat the Chiefs the other uh, the other week, man. Um, it was it was. I mean, they take so long to. Uh, I was I can't take credit for this right here. I heard Trent Dilfer break this down like this. It takes so long to to warm up before a game. You know what I mean? You know they they give you ample time to warm up before a game. The NFL pretty good about that. Give you plenty of time to warm up, and then you gotta wait for the anthem, and then they get the ball first, and they go on like a. 15 play drive and it's 20 degrees out there and that offense been sitting on the field been uh, sitting on the sideline for how long now in real time yeah I mean I'm talking about the anthem that's like 15 20 minutes you got the anthem and then you got then you got Tom Brady driving the ball down the field on these people and it took like in real time like 30 minutes plus all of that other time before the game you know what I mean so they, and then they came out. They came out flat. You know, that, I mean that's 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 the chess part of the game. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right, man. That's the chess part of the game. That's Billichick right there. I mean, I mean, and Tom Brady got a lot to do with that too. You know what I mean? He executed all that stuff, man. But that was the game plan: run the ball on these people. I got yeah. a brother that say is offense. It's a it's an offense driven league and. And 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 uh, 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 you know, offense is going to dominate all this. And, and our tournament, playoff time, all that changed, man. I mean, it's, you got to play some defense at some point. Somebody got to stop somebody. You know what I mean? And you got to stop the <laughs> run. Let's don't ever forget that. And playoff, you in the playoffs, you have to stop the run. Now it might be a little different in the, in a dome stadium like what we're going to see in Atlanta, um, but you're still going to have to stop the run. Yeah, you got to run the ball. I mean, it was ball control. They did it with ball control, man. I mean, they they, I mean, they control the ball. Period, man. That that offense. I mean, and then and then they got the ball in overtime. I mean, and, and uh, Kansas City offense never saw the field. You know, that's that's kind of <laughs> that get that 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 overtime was over when they got the ball, man. When they won the toss, you know. So yeah, I'm thinking Tom Brady too, man. You'll be fooled to bet your money against him, you know, but. I just want to see a good game. I don't want to see a blowout either way. You know, so, when we talk about running games, though, um, Todd Gurley has been the most productive running back in the, in the NFL the last couple of years. But we haven't really seen what we expected to see from Todd Gurley in this year's playoffs. Now, are we going to see just a remarkable Todd Gurley with a two-week layoff, and this guy's going to be catching passes out of backfield, jumping over people, running 80 yards for touchdown, running out of the backfield, um, through the A gap, I the think B gap, don't matter. Leave it out all out on the field. Yeah, I think Are we gonna, gonna see that guy on the, on the field? You know, because if I we do, gonna leave it all out there. You know, if we do, we we might see something like you know. I'm not gonna compare him to a. Uh, I like to go old school all the time, but he's no Earl Campbell. You know, that had had no, thighs like no. 38 inches each each side was 38 inches, something like that, man. But he's no Earl Campbell. No, he but he really is. Either, he's he he's no small dude. And he will run through people. But I'm saying he he reminds me a little bit of an Earl Campbell because, but he's not. 
But of, of the days running backs, he is that kind of guy. He's a bruiser. He got that attitude. But he has, he has that, that attitude. attitude. But not the yes. speech, you know, but. Yeah, yeah, he's he an awesome running back. I think he, I think you're gonna see some of the best out of Todd Gurley, man. I mean, uh, but then there's Belichick on the other side, bro. He's gonna, he's gonna do what he has to do to take him away. They'll, they'll have to beat him uh, 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 another way. I mean, if it ain't running the ball, they can hit that dude. They can line that dude up in the slot, and he can do damage from there too. You know, so I think we, I, I think we're gonna see him for a pretty good game, man. Uh, I, 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 I really do. I, I think we are. You know, but at the same time, uh, because this team is young and we know Bill Belichick, he's going to bring something out that that no one's seen this whole season. Uh, and he's going to do some things in this game that's probably going to be very, very unorthodox. And we won't even recognize it as regular football fans. But as a player yeah. and a coach, they'll see it and they won't recognize it and won't know what's going on. And maybe not, you know. Uh, maybe maybe this Rams Hello, team bro. is just young and full and ready to go, and um, and they just hey, they ready to upset the world because that's what it's gonna be. Hey, Red, we got some callers yeah. on the line, man. We appreciate you calling, man. Don't be a stranger. We're here every Monday night. I got you, bro. Thanks for having me, man. I'll be. I'll call you next week. Peace. Appreciate it. Hey, guys. Thanks, um, thanks, Red, for being part of the show. Hey, we 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 got uh, we have Jeff. Toretta on our show tonight. You know, um, I think about all the quarterbacks that I played with in college, and I'm, and I'm talking about Coach Mark Rigg, um, uh, Jim Kelly, uh, Bernie Kozar, uh, Steve Walsh, Heisman Trophy winner Vinny Testaverde. I've seen all of those guys in the last 30 years since I left college. And the one that I have not seen since 1986, 1987, is Jeff Toretta. But it's so happy that we have him on the show, and we're so happy to have him on our show tonight. Jeff, what's going on, buddy? Oh, not much, Daryl. I, I thought you were gonna give me this lead on lead in that I was gonna be that I could have won a Heisman at Miami with all your prelude. <laughs> <laughs> now everything's hey. going good here on the West Coast. Um, you know, we were, uh, you know, of course, with Gino playing after we graduated, you know, I was down there for, you know, several years watching, you know, his success and all the, all the great times there. So, um, you know, I was there and a lot of, a lot of the guys that graduated with us, uh, no one was around then, you know, we were all busy trying to get our place in life, right? Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. We were yeah. all trying to get our place in life. And and when when Gino won the Heisman in nineteen ninety two, we were all, man, running hard and trying to get our spot. Hey, uh Jeff, I'm so happy to have you on our show, man. Thanks for um taking your time out and being a part of the uh, Sports Info UM a radio show on voiceamerica.com. Hey, uh, Jeff, a lot of people don't know that um hey, you taught Gino everything he knows. I don't know about that. I know that uh you know you you know, the story was well-documented when he was, of course, when he was playing, but uh, Gino was the fourth, uh, you know, the fourth son of my, my parents, and I'm an identical twin, and my older brother being three years older than, than me, so Gino was six years after my, me and my twin, and, you know, he's kind of always the kid that wanted to do different things, and football wasn't one of them until really kind of, until he got to high school, um, yet me and, you know, me and my older brother and twin brother, that's all we did. And we picked up that ball and tried to throw spirals with that weird shaped deal. Right. And, right. Um, but then Gino came back to a Jimmy Johnson camp his sophomore year in, in high school. And, and, uh, 
you know, kind of, I think he saw what could be and, you know, it ended up being, you know, that opportunity for him. Um, and of course, you know, the, the rest speaks for itself, the, the success he had there. <clears throat> hey, hey, that's what I'm talking about. And um, he had a lot of success there. But um, Jeff, um, before he got there, you you were on some very successful teams. You know, uh, in 1985, you were part of that team that was, I think we were undefeated going into the Sugar Bowl against Tennessee. I think we lost, you know, um, I, the, my first game there at the UM, you, of course, were there a couple years before me. Um, but we lost that first game to Florida, right? To and the didn't Florida. They have, like, to the, uh, Lorenzo Neal. And they had those two backs who were outstanding at Florida, and they got us. Yeah. But we ran they, the table after, right? Yeah. They had John L. Williams. <laughs> and, um, right. Know, yeah, they had a great team. You're right. And um, uh, Ricky Nettillo, great, a great team back in the day. I think they even had on um, Curran Bell might have been quarterback at that time. Um, right. So you, And then you're right. Then we ran the table, and we were – Expected to win a national championship, our second national championship in two years against Tennessee in the Sugar Bowl. And um, that we lost, uh, a very sad loss. And then the following year, we were undefeated going into the, um, into the um, Fiesta Bowl in 1986. Right. And that was the right. year that Vinny had that, had that scooter accident a lot of people don't remember, don't talk about. Yeah, you know that was a, a a weird day. I never, uh, you know, never forget walking. You know, I think I was walking back home after a class that that afternoon. I was thinking, gosh, you know, all this, uh, all the time playing college football, and I'm not going to get a start on a major college, you know, program. And you know, that night I rode on the scooter with Vinny to uh, to our meeting that we were having, and I didn't catch a ride back with him, fortunately, or otherwise I would have been in trouble as well. But you know, Vin, Vinny got hurt and. Um, yeah, provided an opportunity for me to really kind of get the keys to that, uh, a lot of, a lot of talent on the, on the teams when we played there, of course. Um, and it was, you know, great to be a quarterback in that system. Um, I think that we were all kind of put in a position to, uh, succeed. And I really, really enjoyed that, that game for sure. Uh, which set us up to the, to go to the Fiesta Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And I, I tell you, you really put us in a, in a great position, uh, like you say, to go on and play and be a part of that Fiesta Bowl against um, Penn State that we lost. Right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Great game, though. Yeah. Another great yeah, game. It, yeah. It was, you know, the, I think back that game and, you know, actually both our bowl games, you know, our junior and senior year there, um, you know, that Sugar Bowl is just such a disadvantage for the Miami program then because the SEC was always the other invited guest. And it was like a home game for them in that stadium which is tough to hear. And so if you run a program or, you know, system that you have to audible a lot, which we did, I, I don't know, you remember that game, right? We could be, you know, face to face and we couldn't hear each other. Right. So it's virtually impossible to change plays at the line of scrimmage really. Um, you know, and, and my know, you know, had the same problems too. Yeah. And Jeff, it took me, a, it took me a while <laughs> to really understand the magnitude of, uh, of what you're, what you're saying. And um, after a couple of years, I realized, wow, at, in that Fiesta Bowl, that was really a home game for Tennessee. That was there. It was almost like a homecoming, you might as well say. The, uh, the fans outnumbered our fans at least five, eight, nine, ten to one. It, it was unbelievable. Oh, yeah. And, and, and yeah. you're right. We couldn't hear ourselves talking in front of each other. And, and that was a big part of our game. And our game plan was uh, of signals and and changing it all right. at the line of scrimmage. And it, 
you know, Daryl, that there's very few stadiums you played in when we played is that, you know, if you were at home, home field with, at the Orange Bowl, it was an open stadium, but, man, you felt that energy. And in that, that uh, Sugar Bowl or in, in the Superdome there, that sound volume takes a lot of energy out of you, even if you're, you know, on top uh, leading the game. Um, it really is tough. And I know Gino, when he played his senior year there, to, he thought was going to win a second national title after he won the Heisman. It was the same scenario. You know, you had, yeah. you had Alabama that uh, just had a tremendous defense, and it was just it was impossible to have any communication on the field. Um, you know, they do a much better job nowadays with all the hand signals and change in plays, and, of course, they have the, you know, the uh, audible inside the helmet for the quarterback. But, man, I, you know, that just was such a disadvantage for us, and we, didn't, we deserved to be playing in the Orange Bowl that year, definitely not in the Sugar Bowl, unfortunately, for us. <laughs> Unfortunately. Hey, Jeff, we got some calls on the line. Hey, um, we got um, Chris on the line. Chris, what's going on? How you doing today, Daryl? Hey, doing good. Just, great. How's everything going, Chris? Everything's going great. I just want to call and, and kind of chime in a little bit on, on your talk show. Um, I was listening to you guys talking about the um, previous years, and, and I, think, I think one of the things that's so much different from today's players, I don't, I don't know if it's the fact that um, we have a little bit of the, the coaching staff, but, you know, those days we were a lot more aggressive. I think the players had more freedom. Um, they, they were able to kind of just play ball right now. I think the game has just gotten so restrictive in terms of, you know, if you take your helmet off, this happens. If, you know, if you get up and point at a guy, you know, I think they've kind of taken the, the really, for the most part, a lot of the emotion and the, and the fun out of the game. And that's how we played back in back in the day. So yeah, that's, that's, that's I, true, I Chris. A lot of a lot of things have been taken out of the game, and you know, University of Miami is responsible for some of those things being taken out of the game. As a matter of fact, um, um, Gino Toretta, this um, Jeff's brother, is responsible for some of those things. He threw some of those passes to Randall Hill, didn't he, Jeff? Yeah, oh yeah. You know, yeah, that, you know, Randall, Randall, team. Randall, and that team. You know, they changed the way um, people had to view the game. You couldn't dance in the end zone anymore. Uh, you couldn't sack a quarterback and start dancing. You know, so you know a lot of those, a lot of those rule changes and started back when uh, the Hurricanes right. were just dominating teams. Right. Yep. Right. Yep. That's and, part and, of the game. And, you know, you believe that. Ahead, I, I believe, though, the fans really enjoyed that. I think that just added another element of intensity and, and entertainment to it. But, you know, like anything else, I think the fact that we were kind of the bad boys of the South and, you know, they, they wanted to take that away from us because that, that worked for us. And oh, I was just going to say the was, same thing. That's no doubt. Yeah. If it was any other team, <laughs> if it was maybe the Penn States or – or somebody like that that got a little emotional, they look at us as just being, you know, guys being really jacked up. But for us, it's a bunch of hot dogs and, and show-offs, and, and we got to stop that. And I think once they took that away from the guys, I think that kind of impacted us a little more than anyone else. I mean, because, you know, it was fun. You know, you danced, you were cocky, yeah. Like Ali. It's like we were the Ali of college basketball, I mean, college football. So, yeah, I don't know. I'll, you know, I don't know how we get back that, there. I hope if you um, watch that Fiesta Bowl game, if you watch that Fiesta Bowl game and watch the trash talking that Penn State did to us offensively, 
Oh, you know, they talked like they were the choir boys. There was a lot of trash talking on Penn State's side during that game, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I think a lot of that is it's out of, out of a, a fact that they're trying to counter what we're doing. I think they're trying to convince themselves and convince themselves that they're not being intimidated. You know, they go into our mode. They want to do what we're doing or we've done. But yeah. uh, I, I just think, man, I, I look back at that, and I think that was a significant turning point in terms of how we played. Because not to get ahead of myself, but I can't I think it was maybe, I don't know if it was Erickson, but one of the coaches came out the next couple of years, and he was adamant about not doing that. Okay, Bush, maybe it was Bruce, um, Bruce Davis, but he didn't want players shouting. He didn't want players dancing. He wanted to suppress all that. And I think that kind of took a little spirit away from the players, you know, so. Well, you know, yeah. I, I think um, some of that is coming back. I, 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 I saw a little bit of it with the uh, with the turnover chain, and I think uh, I think Coach Diaz is um, is putting us in a in a position that we're going to be able to uh, bring bring a little bit of that that back. Maybe corral it to the sideline, but bring it back. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, and these guys, I think they find just as much joy celebrating on their sideline, making after making big plays, as they did. On the fear. Hey, Chris, we appreciate you calling, man. We got to get out of here. We got to take a quick commercial break. And uh, when we get back, we'll man, we got. Hey, thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. Don't be a stranger, okay. man. Chris Hobbs in, in Atlanta, Georgia. Sure. All right, for sure. Thanks a lot. Okay, thanks. Hey, guys, we're going to take oh, a quick you. commercial break. When we get back, we got Clayton on the line. We still got Jeff Toretta, brother of Heisman Trophy winner, Gino Toretta, on with us. We'll be right back after these messages. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio. Live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. Call him today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send an email to sportsinfoun3793 at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, we got 
Jeff Toretto on tonight, one of my former teammates. Me and Jeff played in the uh, 1985 Sugar Bowl against Tennessee. And um, then we played in the 1986 Fiesta Bowl for the national championship for both of those games. If we had won both of those games, Jeff, we'd, I'd have three national championships and you'd have two. What's going on, buddy? <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You know, we can always wishful think, Jeff. You know what I mean? You know, daydream oh, no out doubt. loud. Call it what you want. But just, I think right. about that sometimes. You know, we had beat Tennessee, and I think we had a better team. I really I really do. Because they didn't even have Tony Robinson playing. He was out. He was injured. You know, and, right. and they beat us without Tony Robinson. And Tony Robinson was one of the most dynamic quarterbacks to ever play the game. And one day we'll get up on, get on his story on our show and maybe maybe might even be able to catch up with Tony Robinson. I played against him in high school, Jeff. Uh, he played he played for Tallahassee Leon, and we played them in the semifinals for the state championship. We went on my high school team, went on to win the state championship. John L. Williams was on my high school team. And he was also on that Florida Gators team that beat us, the only loss we had coming into that game against Tennessee. Well, the amount of talent down in in the South is pretty amazing, right? I know when I came all the way from California to see, you know, to be fortunate to play the quarterback position and to have that much skill around you, man, it was just about plugging the ball to the right person, right? And, uh, of course, you were one of them. I think that we were kind of like the – the first I was thinking the other day, we're the first of the New England Patriots where, uh, you know, all you guys could have played slot receiver, running back, halfback, fullback. I think you went both ways, right? You went fullback and halfback. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just everybody was so talented, so, such great skill. Um, you know, I felt blessed to be just to be around all that talent, you know? Yeah. <laughs> we had a lot of talent on our team, man. I mean, from top we to did. bottom. Talking about receivers like Eddie Brown, um, Michael Irving, Stanley Shakespeare, you know, Andre Brown, Willie Smith, you know, the list goes on and on. Uh, so, and that running back, Melvin Bratton, Alonzo Highsmith, Warren Williams, you know, and I can throw my name yeah. in there too, you know, but we had a lot of talent on that team. And, and defensively, just think about it Danny Stubbs, Jerome Brown, Winston Moss, <laughs> Billy Hawkins. Amazing. Blade, any yeah. um, blades, and Brian Blades played wide receiver on the other side. You know, a star with right. the, uh, Seattle Seahawks. The, and and um, the more I think about it, more people I, I I'll come up with that were just outstanding players on, on that team. You know, so it, we were just and, and and I and I say that when I use the word team, I mean team. Everybody loved each other from top to bottom as well. Big time, and, 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 and good that's people, I, right, Daryl? Yeah, just really really solid people. I, you know, I just know that there was no disrespect to anybody on the team, whether you were the starter, the backup, the fourth team, or the walk-on. And it was just a lot, a lot of good in, in and around our program, a lot of love, like you said. Um, and it was just, I, I felt privileged to be part of it. I mean, it was just, aside from being a winning organization, we just had a lot of winning people, you know, people you want yeah. to spend a lot of time with, you know. So, yeah. And, and, and one of the, I, I think the best things uh, is that we challenged each other every day, whether it was a summer workout on Green Tree practice field with no coaches out there doing 707 or whether it was right in the middle of a Tuesday practice 
or a Wednesday practice when we're going at it as hard as we could. You know, we challenged each other every day. And if you saw somebody not working as hard as they should be, you know, you weren't there when Coach Snellenberger was there. When he w- we would go out and start practicing, and if he wasn't and if we wasn't practicing hard enough for his standards, he'd go he'd blow the whistle. We'd go back inside and start all over again. And you know, you only got one water break back then, uh, Jeff. You know, one water break, man. You know, so hey, you, that meant you had two a whole practice, and you only got one water break, and then you got to start all over again. Come on, it was it was. He didn't play the radio. Believe that. Was that so was that amazing, Daryl? You think about the no, the you know the few water breaks we did get during practices, and you go nowadays they would heck they would <laughs> they would have disbanded the program. They would have considered it torture for the players, right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Jeff, we got some callers on the line. Hey, um, right. uh, Josh, we got Clayton on the line. What's going on, Clayton? Hey, what's going on, guys? How y'all doing tonight? Hey, I'm loving life. How's it going with you, Jeff? Oh, it's better than you guys. Just got off a plane uh, from Maui last night. We spent a week over there, so I had, I'm I'm on vacation mode still. Nice, <laughs> very nice. Hawaii. That's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, Never sound like a nice there. trip to take. Yeah, it was nice. It was hot. Yeah, it was like you know, felt like I was in uh, Miami in August. Hey, we're from Florida, <laughs> nice. Jeff. We like it hot. I know. Yeah, I like it hot, that. too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jeff is out in California, Clayton. Yeah, Jeff is the um, brother of um, 1992 Heisman Trophy winner, Gino Toretta. Jeff also played at the University of Miami, uh, one of my former teammates. And uh, his brother, Gino, uh, followed his footsteps University of Miami in 1989 and went on to win the Heisman Trophy Award. Wow, nineteen ninety. That's awesome, man. I mean, we we I remember those guys from back in the day. Uh, the hurricane was something else, something to be reckoned with. So I remember Jeff and his brother, man. Great guys, man. I like like he was saying. It, it, it's the, the camaraderie that was even with the Southeastern Conference and us having the chance to play against you guys, man. It was just it was just a beautiful thing, man. It was a beautiful thing. It's nice to meet you, my brother. Yeah. Oh, nice and to meet it, you. That. A lot, of, a lot of love on the field. You know, I think back to the days, right, Daryl, when I think like we played Florida State or Florida. And, of course, you know, all you guys played each other in high schools. And I, of course, used to shake my head going, God, in California, we, you know, maybe get one player in a, in a full re- region. You guys had three five-star Division One recruits on one high school team. You know, yeah. Yeah. Um, just a lot of talent, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and, Jeff, let me um, – <laughs> um, give you a little bit of awareness of who we're talking to. We're talking to Clayton Buford, um, University of Auburn wide receiver. And Clayton and a lot of teammates, my teammates from University of Miami still talk about the catch that Clayton made for a touchdown in the end zone in the um, in the Meadowlands in the kickoff classic. I think that was in 1985 or 1984, yeah. 1985. Um, so Clayton yeah. Buford, Auburn wide receiver, uh, from the from from the 1980s is on our show tonight. Thanks, Clayton, nice. for being a part of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Glad so, to be here, guys. You Glad never know here. who might come on the Sports Info UM show with Daryl Oliver. You never know. Amen. That's yep. right. Yeah. So, Clayton, who's your who's your Super Bowl? What's that, Clayton? I was just listening to you guys, man. It's 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 a pleasure just talking to you guys, man, and having an opportunity to to talk to some of the famous guys that played back when we played. And I was listening to what Toretto was saying about the camaraderie. And, and back in the day, man, we just, we it was just so much love for the game. You didn't have no disrespect. 
You didn't have nobody. You don't treat anybody. Everybody was the same. We showed oneness and togetherness, and I think that's what made football what it was, you know, back in the day, man. That's 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 my little take on that little football thing because we, we were some good guys back in the day. Yeah, have a lot a of guys to play with all yeah. this talent, yeah. man. Yeah. And, and, and Jeff, yep. what's your response to that, Jeff? Well, you know, um, you know my kid, my oldest just graduated from high school, and, you know, his experience through – their high school football program. I, I can't say it was the same, which I kind of, you know, I, was, I felt sorry that he didn't have the chance to play around a lot of good people. You know, um, I think that a lot of this, um, what's gone on with our separation of the it, it young ages for these kids, they, they play in these AAU leagues or they're, they're cherry picked out of a region. And then they're like the traveling team. It really, to me, it leads to some disrespect amongst young kids. And then young kids right. are turned off to not want to play anymore. So, you know, that love and that respect for one another, whatever talent you bring, is kind of a myth in a, in a lot of these organizations, whether it be high school, you know, uh, Pop Warner Leagues. And that's what kind of bugs me because football is a great game and it just teaches such love love and, and respect for one another and, and actually, you know, to give it your all, you know, to be pushed to your maximum. Um, that's, that's just, uh, I, I didn't see it with his, my kids program as much. And it kind of disappoints me for sure. Yeah. You know, and that, that is disappointing. <clears throat> you know? And I, I see, I see where, I see where that happens a lot now with football. And it's, and it's so easy for kids to go from one high school to another high school. And, uh, it's so easy for, uh, high school coaches to see a kid in middle school and they find out that he's the best player on the team. And he starts to tell them how well he's going to be doing at his high school out of his region. It's just, it's just, it's just not, it's not a good atmosphere. But I think now when we look at the teams that are winning, um, the championships here, Jeff, in the um, in, our, in in the state of Florida, still, a lot of right. them are coming from small towns where they have no option mm-hmm. but to go to one high school, you know, because it may not right, be right. one high school in a twenty mile radius. Where in cities we have where the same teams are always representing uh, Miami Northwestern or Miami uh, Miami Central because they're basically picking these players from the whole city of Miami or that region that they're in. So they get a lot of good players. And don't get me, don't, don't, don't get it twisted. They actually have these programs where kids are coming up playing football from five years old all the way up. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a lot of football being played. But I think we now look at a, we're in an age where the Internet and um, Facebook and Instagram and whatever you want to see about a kid, you can feel it or write it or see it. And these things, I think the kids look at that more than they look at how to be a better player and a better person. And we were always wanting to be a better player and a better person. And it's just, it's, Mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's it's different now. It it really is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, but, but you know, back in the day, we we Darryl, we 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 worked so hard. No one really had to tell us, "Hey, do this, do that." The coaches didn't have to ride you so hard. We were so down with, you know, the love that we had for each other. That I mean, you know, me and you and Johnny, I mean, was in the backfield together. If, if they didn't want to, they didn't want to run the ball. That's fine. We'll run it. But we didn't put each other down. We never ever put each other down. 
We yeah, always yeah. made it a, a team camaraderie thing. And if I see you slacking, come on, man, let's pick this up at all. Or if Daryl saw you not doing the right thing, or we we just we always stuck together. And like yeah. you said, you know, they don't just do that. They pick you off a off of a team, um, like they pick off the TV. Come on, man, we need to. You know, get back to letting those kids work together. Let them let them yeah, go to these right. little combine little camps together. You know, so they can know yeah. each other and play it because they love ball, not because they just got to do some. You know, right? And, and the others, you know, we all know that player who was not very good, maybe at twelve or thirteen years old or fourteen. All of a sudden, right. you know, sixteen, seventeen, they have a big growth spurt. You know, maybe they you know come mm-hmm. in a little more dexterity. They can actually move better. You know, that kid's turned off early these days. That's what yeah. bugs me. Yeah. Like, I think that they just kind of, man, it's, it's, if, and, you know, like you talk about, like, the, the cities getting the top players. Here in California, Northern California, we had that program called De La Salle, right? Which is, like, always in the top five nationally for football. And they cherry pick every kid from, literally, from San Francisco all the way through Sacramento half the time, you know? So they're, they're just taking, you know, what would, the kid that would be the leader of a great program in a small community like our town here in Pinole to where he's now playing in, you know, two cities away and not part of the community, you know? Um, right. And they just destroy the local competition. So it's like, what are you doing? You know, so then the other high school programs feel like they're less than, they're less motivated, the kids are, to be part of it. Because you, you always want to have a chance to win or compete, not get slaughtered. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Well, you know, Jeff, we have a we have a program here in Florida called IMG, and um, they play all across the United States. If you want to play them, they'll come and play you in Alabama, Tennessee, um, Virginia, and and they pretty much dominate everybody. They don't have a, a a classification that they can play in here in the state of Florida. They're basically an independent, uh, what we would call a prep school. And, uh, right. and they produce athletes for some of the top colleges um, around the nation. Um, Chris Winkie has been a part of the program. Steve Walsh has been a part of the program. So um, um, with this, 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 and they, they're not only a football program. It's a, they have basketball, um, tennis, and some other sports as well. I'm not sure of all of them. So I know soccer is one of their sports too. So the, these where 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 does it stop? And um, we we just really don't know, you know. Hey Clayton, thanks for part of being part yeah. of the show, man. We got some other callers trying to get in, and we got to take a quick quick commercial break. Thank you again. Appreciate it. See you, Clayton. Hey, I guess Clayton's going. Hey, we're gonna take a quick commercial break. We're gonna try to get Jeff to stay a little while longer. We're gonna take a quick commercial break right now, and we'll be back right after these messages. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. 
Want to get inside the minds of the players and coaches? We talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college sports. We'll review and preview this week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Variety. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. Call him today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send an email to sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, we have one of my former teammates on with us tonight, um, Jeff Toretta. Jeff, welcome back, man. And welcome back from your oh, vacation you. in Hawaii, man. Yeah, it was, it was fun to uh, spend uh, some time over in the islands over there. You know, it's uh, kind of... They have that Miami weather, you know? Yeah. I, I miss that weather. <laughs> uh, hey, well, right now it's pretty chilly here in the state of Florida. Um, I think that uh, this man had probably as cold as it's been in all year in Miami today. It was probably around 50s or 60s, but it's still great. And where, where I'm yeah. at in North Florida, well, we were down in the 40s yesterday and a lot of rain. I, as a matter of fact, I went to the... Um, 24 hours of um, Daytona, the race, Rolex 24 hours. I was there on Saturday with my nephew and his daughter and my grandson and um, took a whole lot of food. Um, NASCAR and racing, NASCAR and the Daytona track is one of the biggest events in the in the world when they have the Daytona 500 there. But the Rolex 24 hours is a race they have for 24 hours, just like it says. But you can bring all of your drinks and food inside the track as long as it's in a oh, nice. cooler. Yeah, yeah. So we had a big picnic there and I packed a bunch of chips and pickles and, and sandwiches and cookies and all kind of chips and stuff for the kids and, and my nephew. And uh, we had a cooler with drinks in it, soft cooler. Um, had a great time, man. I saw all the cars there. They have the Abbott, the, um, the Bugatti was there, the Porsche, the Ferrari, the Corvette. Um, and then they have the big time Cadillac. Um, cars there, the different divisions of cars were racing, so it's it's always exciting. I've been to about three of them, and uh, that one was was nice. However, on Sunday the race was rained out, and they just all they did was try to have some uh, caution laps. They even stopped the caution laps to start raining so bad in Daytona, and they actually finished the race without finishing the race. If you've ever thought about that. So wow. that's my story for the weekend, Jeff. Now, I'm sure yours was a whole lot better coming back from Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. We, we were on the road back. You ever heard of the road to Hana? <laughs> the windy road with 59 little single uh, lane uh, bridges you got to cross to uh, get out to the far, uh, I guess it's the west side of Maui. Um, yeah, it was just a beautiful, all that tropical um, scenery was really nice. Waterfalls galore. So yeah, that was my that was my weekend. Pretty nice. Yeah, that is that sounds beautiful. Let me ask you questions. Were, were the did all the bridges look sturdy? No, 
you know, when you get to them, it says yield, and you wait for one car to go, and then you go. I drive fast over those things. In fact, my wife said, could you please slow down? I said, no, I want to get across these bridges. You take a look at them, they don't look like they're going to stay long. Yeah. Hey. And, and another question, Jeff. How long are these bridges? Are they longer than a football field, more than two football fields? How would you, you know? Oh, no, no, no. They're like, you know, sometimes like a, a car or two car lanes uh, long, and they're only one car uh, with, you know, across them. And they're, they've been there, guy, probably since early 1900s. So they're, they're old. Um, yeah. And it's, yeah, they're, they're rickety. It's, yeah, it's, uh, that, yeah. that road's like that, sing, it goes to single lane a lot of the way back there. And it's about 50 miles of driving like that. But once you get back to the, to this spot on, on Maui, it's just spectacular. Um, kind of a rough drive, but, but definitely worth it. So that's what we did yeah. this weekend. Yeah. yeah. Sounds, sounds beautiful, man. And, and Hawaii yeah. is one place I've never been. I, I've been a lot of places, you know, Australia, um, uh, Paris. Uh, I lived in Italy for a little while and, and been to um, Venice, Italy. So um, I've been to Athens, Greece. A lot of beautiful places, and uh, and Hawaii is on my list. I, I haven't made it there yet. And uh, yeah, I, you got to make a trip. Florida, man. I, I just truly yeah. love Florida. Going so, but I, I do have to make that trip. I, I have to make that trip to Hawaii because that's one of the places I want to go. Hey, I think we got. I think we have Ray on the line. Ray, what's going on? Hey, Daryl. Uh, good to. Be with you this evening, and uh, great uh, speaking uh, and hearing uh, Jeff. Uh, you know, you all were talking about that Tennessee uh, game in the Super Bowl uh, years ago when you all were there. Man, every time I hear that uh, Rocky Rocky Top, it still <laughs> shakes me. I- <laughs> <laughs> Hey Ray, you're opening an old wound, man. Hey, tell me, just hearing you all mention Tennessee, I used to work with a guy that he knew I was a, a Hurricane fan, and he he went to UT, and he had he had that on his watch. He had that on his alarm on his watch. I could be working at my computer. He come up and Rocky Top. And oh God, it, it took all I could just to sit there sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, great, great hearing uh, you guys reminisce about these things, and then you know you're talking about uh, these athletes uh, uh, today, and uh, especially the schools here in Florida with the competition with the kids, and uh, and now in addition to the big three, you got uh, University of South Florida and Central Florida coming along, Florida Atlantic. Uh, and it was a big thing back in the day, Jeff, when a guy like you came across country to play. Yeah, that was huge. That was yeah. huge. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, you know, uh, um, and that's, you know, like with now with the recruiting they do and the prep and, you know, with these uh, outfits, you're scouted so thoroughly really anymore, right? And, the, you know, the rate you the five-star, four-star. I look at it and go, man, you know, you think that they don't miss, but sometimes I'm sure they miss on a few guys. Um, but it's a lot of pressure on these kids early too, right? The ones that are that that skilled, that talented for these scholarships, you know. A lot of um, and, and you know, and and, and like <laughs> you guys mentioned, some of these guys are just late bloomers, and uh, so yeah. those that may have had their eyes set on uh, a Miami, maybe now he has to go to 
University of South Florida, or he goes out of state. But they they'll play right. with that chip on their shoulder, and eventually their their talent comes up because they continue to work hard, like your uh, guest earlier the, uh, uh, from uh, Auburn. Those kids continue right. to work. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, Ray, who do you like in the Super Bowl this week? We're about to get out of here. I'm running out of time. Who do you like? Uh. Anybody but the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Jeff is out in L.A., and uh, we're hoping that he's going to be able to give us a little inside scoop on what's going on. He's out in California, so we're hoping he's going to be able to give us a little <laughs> scoop on what's happening with the Rams. And um, so I, I, I think the Rams may, may surprise some people. I really do. Well, they're going to have Gurley back full speed now, right? So that's going to help them huge. You know, Gurley, Gurley's been hurt a little bit, you know, the last couple of weeks, the last couple of games. So I think this this week off, he's going to be full speed. So that's going to help their offense big time. So You know, I, I, I grew up a uh, Redskin fan. And uh, so uh, uh, McVay, the uh, coach out there who previously had been uh, offensive coordinator with the uh, Redskins, and then Jeff, another uh, coach out out there in San Francisco, uh, Shanahan, young Shanahan, was with the Skins for a while when his dad was right. there. And then the new coach in Green Bay, uh, LaFleur, was also with the Redskins. So I'm seeing all these young coaches going and doing things to other places. Man, that makes me think, how did my Redskins miss these guys? <laughs> I, I, I know they're losing them, too. Uh, these guys are getting promoted, so uh, you're happy for them. Boy, and are they getting paid these days? Huh? I'll never forget oh, yeah. asking Jimmy Johnson about, hey, Coach, I think I'm interested in coaching. And he goes, I'm the only guy that makes any money in this program, Jeff. You, you, you're better off to find another profession. And <laughs> 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 uh, well, Jeff, you should have followed your heart, man. I'm telling you, these guys are making, they're blowing up now. You know, and you oh, knew the crazy. game inside and out. I, I'm, I, I tell yeah. you, man, to be, to be a, a, a backup quarterback and at University of Miami and have your opportunity to play when Vinny went down and we didn't skip a beat. I mean, the program um, won the two games that, that Vinny was out um, without question. You, you were a leader on the field and I, I know you've con- continued to be a leader in your community. Um, but, hey, it's, it's, it's different now. You know, things, things are a whole lot different. Right. Oh, yeah. Well, the hey, budgets yeah, are a lot bigger, bigger right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey Jeff, uh, are we going to get another Toretta uh, to come to Florida? We don't. You know what? My two, uh, I'm my wife. I said I didn't, I didn't marry a breeder. My wife's five two, so <laughs> my my boys are a little on the, on the smaller side, right? For <laughs> so, um, I don't. Not not my two boys are not coming Division One, um, but uh, my my brother Gino's uh, daughter. She just. Uh, made all Dade County in swimming, so he's got he's got a heck of an athlete on his wow. hands. Yeah, beautiful, great. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. Well, hey Ray, thanks for giving us a call, man. We appreciate you. Don't be a stranger. We're always here every Monday night. Sports Info U and VoiceAmerica dot com. Right, hey, thanks, and uh, good speaking to you, Jeff. All right, good chatting with you, Ray. All right, hey um, Jeff, man. Before we get out of here, you know. Um, you know, um, I know California has been good to you, and I, I, I know I, I often think about you and how you would have done as a coach if you had, if you had um, stuck with it or, or 
continue to pursue um, coaching. I know once we talked about that as one of the things you wanted to do, um, but when you uh, just so happened, you had to go back to California and, and uh, take care of your, uh, your family business. Uh, that was yeah. a big responsibility. Like speaking yeah, it was, that a little it bit? Was, uh, it was 1988. Um, Gino was just going back for his freshman year at Miami, and uh, I was cut by uh, the Denver Broncos, and I said, you know, I want to go finish up my MBA and maybe maybe play. I think I was going to head to Italy with you, right? We were going to yeah. you, – you went over there and played. Um, yeah, but I thought, you, you know, so I walked in – yeah, I was definitely going, and, and I walked into Jimmy Johnson's office um, and just, hey, Coach, could I get? Uh, could you help me out with the fault uh, tuition to finish up my MBA? And and uh, he said, yep, you'll just have to do some tutoring, and you know, and that's when we had a little chat about coaching. And man, Daryl, that was like on a, I think a Thursday. I enrolled on school on on a Friday. I'm with Father Leo, our team priest, on a golf course there in, in Florida, and I get the call that my dad had a massive stroke. Um, and boy, that just changed, altered everything for me, really, like overnight. Um, so yeah, that took over the family businesses here, and and uh, you know, then of course, right after that came Gino's time playing there. So yeah, I kind of got myself out of out of coaching um, and being around that environment. And I tried one year at uh, a junior college here in California, coach for the season, and it just wasn't the same. You know, when you were used to kind of the environment we were around the excitement, uh, the division one and, uh, and all that, it just didn't feel the same. And I thought it, at that time in my life, I wasn't ready to make a commitment with, you know, soon to be married, um, to go that division one route. Cause it's, you know, you, you had to be a young man with a lot of time on your hands, you know? So, yeah, that's for sure. Uh, yeah. That's one of the first questions they ask you at that time back then was, are you married? You know, they, yeah. if you're married, they didn't, they didn't want to deal with you because it's a lot of work that you had to do at, um, back then being a coach or an assistant coach or even a, a graduate assistant. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 Um, but hey, sometimes um, we don't, we don't make the decisions for us. So sometimes the decisions are made for us. And as men, we have to step up and, uh, and do what we have to do. What we have to do. And um, I know your family appreciated it, Jeff. And I know your mom and, and your brothers uh, appreciated it. Uh, and um, hey, got to do what you have to do, man. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. That's uh, like, you know, sometimes you just, you know, you, you take what's what's dealt your way and you make uh, make good on it. And I and I think um, you know I've I've lived a good life so far. And man, I'm, I would love for that that cycle of 1985 and 1986 to repeat itself over and over again, huh, Daryl? We, then we feel like <laughs> rock stars for a period of time in our life. You know, um, those are, those are great times. You know? uh, Jeff, you know, <laughs> you're talking about seasons in a city like Miami when you've lost one game or you've lost two games in the last two years, you know, um, they treat you like a rock star and you're right. And when I tell oh, yeah. my kids and my, and my grandson from time to time, I said, man, I mean, I lived a life of a rock star when I lived in Miami in the eighties. And, and it's just so true because they, they really love winners and champions in that city. And, um, and they treated us second to none. Nothing was second yeah. to the hurricanes in the eighties when we played there. Yeah, it was, it was great times for sure. And, and I think that, uh, you know, we were, we were really blessed to not only play in that, that program, but to be around a lot of great guys. I mean, it's just, I think about that all the time and I know it impacted my life and, and that opportunity led, led Gino to get an opportunity that he made good on, you know, I mean, I'm 
shoot, I never forget Coach uh, Stevens coming out, our quarterback coach, um, to to sign Gino, and we were sitting down at the table, and he just said, you know, I'm really nervous, Gino, that if you come to Miami, you might not play. You know, you might end up, you know, not getting as much playing time as like your brother. Your brother was certainly good enough to play. Um, and Gino stepped up and said, I'm, I'm willing to take that risk, take that chance. And he signed with the Hurricanes. And, man, it was like a season later, Daryl, he broke the passing record as a redshirt freshman. You know, it was like just – so those times were good. You know, probably better for me watching my brother have such great success for those those five years in Miami. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. Hey Jeff, and wasn't you just? It was it was more than just watching him as um as your brother too, because your father wasn't there. Hey man, Jeff, thanks a whole lot for being here and being a part of the show. We got to continue this conversation on a later date. Thanks again. Sounds good. Appreciate it. Hey, well, I love it. All right, Daryl. Hey, good thank you, with Jeff. You. Right. Always great. Thanks, guys, for listening to Sports Info UM Radio Show on VoiceAmerica.com. We'll be back next week with more sports information. Thanks. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.